Thank you, Lord. When I talked to Pastor Jerry here a while ago about uh, coming, being up here, it was so funny. Um, it's off the cuff, right? I didn't plan it. But uh, anyway, I said, you know, you, we're going to be up in that area. Well, you know when you're on the road a lot is when you are in uh, maybe two states away and you're saying, hey, I'm up in your area. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I said, we're going to be up there, you know, uh, first part of June, and um, so I didn't know if, uh, you know, the, the first week, uh, or first Sunday of June would work, so, we, you know, we do the first three Sundays, and, and he just, this, the, it got quiet, you know, and uh, he, he was trying to process what I was, hit. I said, well, I got a pretty good series I was wanting to speak on. He said, well, I guess I'll just go on vacation. <laughs> But anyways, it is so good to be here. I'm just telling you what. I just there's so many memories and so many thoughts come to my mind and my wife Andrea when we come up here because we've over the years got to know many of you and we so uh man, it's a blessing, such a blessing. And um anyway, uh, I'm gonna cut that one short because uh we don't have time for tears yet, right? Right. But anyway, so uh, God's been good to us, amen, and um, you know, like last year, uh, man, we're on the road usually eight months a year, and we were home uh, half of that last year because of what was going on, and um, finally when we got uh, we got opportunity to start going, it was, uh, we, we left home, and of course, we always have our horse trailer with us and horses because we're at a lot of horse events and stuff, and God blesses us, you know, uh, for years, uh, we always have a horse that we sell along the way. And boy, that just really helps the ministry keep going. And um, so we had a couple horses with us last year, and we stopped at Evanston, Wyoming for the night and uh, was putting our horses up in a pen. And this lady comes up to me and she says, uh, she says, well, I hope, she asked me where we were headed and and uh, we were going, uh, we were going into Idaho then. and." Um, she said, well, I hope you're careful. She said, uh, back in uh, Oklahoma City, and she showed me a video of, uh, of course, that's when the rioters were doing all that crazy stuff, right? Well, they blocked the road, and somebody threw a gas bomb in a horse trailer and burnt the horses. And so, um, well, you know, anyway, so, um, so I never dreamed that it would come to this point to where I would have to shut my drop downs of our horse trailer going through the bigger cities in fear of somebody doing that to us, you know, and never dreamed that in my life. But, um, you know, I tell you what, I was talking with Pastor Jerry this morning before the service, and I just said, you know, inside of me, there's a, there's a, there's, you know, we got this little puppy, right? And uh, and that little dog don't think he has zero fear. He just don't. He thinks everybody loves him. He's not run into a dog that can whip that has tried to whip him yet. So anyway, uh, boy, the old hair on his neck rises up on his back, you know, and he thinks he's all that, you know. But I feel like the the God hair is raised up on my back. The devil's not putting me on the run, right? You know, I'm not. I'm not going to be in fear. You know, what did Jesus say when, when uh, he was with Jairus? Jairus asked him to come to the house and pray for his daughter, right? And uh, people came from uh, Jairus' house and says, hey, don't bother the teacher for your daughter is dead. 
And immediately, the Bible says, immediately Jesus looked at Jairus and says, don't fear, only believe. What happened when uh, his disciples were in a boat and they encountered a storm and Jesus came walking to them on the water? He says, they were afraid. Jesus says, uh, don't fear, for it's I. You know, he came to him in a storm. He came to Jairus in a storm. And, and some people could, would say that, that we, uh, in, in this day that we live, uh, we are in a storm, right? Well, in, in, in the disciples' day, the storm we're in would be a, 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 a sprinkle, right, in comparison. But that's not to diminish the, the storm we face. And I really believe that in the hour that we live, it's time for the, the, the men and women of God to stand up and go toe-to-toe with the enemy. Because after all, we know he's a coward. Right? He's a coward. And we already know that we have the victory through Christ. Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, uh, next Sunday we're going to be in Homedale, Idaho. The next Sunday we're in Augusta, Montana. Uh, and just real quick, uh, in January, the second week of January, we're planning our second crusade in Paris, Texas. And we're very excited. The first crusade went four nights, had over 3,000 people come, many decisions for the Lord. We're at Love Civic Center. I think that's kind of an appropriate name. And uh, last, uh, the last um, night of the crusade, it was youth night, and, we, and God packed that place out. Man, we fed, we fed, we had a pre-crusade concert for the kids. We fed them pizza. We had seven pieces of pizza left over. <laughs> Man, I saw them buses dropping them kids off and kids coming in, and I thought, oh, Lord, we needed to stretch this, you know. And then they, uh, we started, the, the usher started adding chairs because it was, it was full. And the manager for the Civic Center said, uh, hey, no more chairs. He said, we got a fire code here. Well, every night, the, the chief of police came to the crusade. He stood up and he says, hey, we're having church. We're waving the fire code. Man, they had chairs everywhere. They had people standing around the, the outer. And we, 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 uh, <laughs> they had uh, the Oak Ridge boys there and do a concert some time ago. And we matched the, what they did as far as... Uh, but they were selling tickets to get in there, and people were getting in there for, for free for with us. But I'm telling you what, it was a life-changing experience that would affect them for the rest of their life in, into eternity. So anyway, so we're excited about all that. But I just got to share with you, and we're just going to get right into it. Um, I'll tell you what, God had given, he's been dealing with me with some dreams and some visions here in the last six months. And uh, this last one I had, I'm just going to share it with you, and we're going to go from there. And um, Andre and I were out in this open prairie, in the open pasture. And in our country, the only place you got a tree is at somebody's house, somebody's yard, right? Because there ain't no trees out in the prairie. So Andre and I are in this vast open area, and uh, we're, we're, just, we're just there. You know, we're just, It's kind of like we're on the sidelines of a ball game watching what's going on. And there's this flock of sheep feeding in this pasture, and, and you could tell they were older sheep. I didn't even have to be a sheep guy to know that, but I just in this vision, I could tell they were older. And they were ewes, and, meaning females. And um, anyway, they were feeding in this area here. 
Well, all of a sudden, I saw this black wolf come over the, the bluff, coming toward this flock of sheep. And so I'm standing there, and, and Andre and I, and incidentally, we're standing there holding hands, and we're just kind of there. And I look at Andre like, oh, my gosh, these, these youths better get out of town. Well, the most of them did. They started just getting uneasy and just started drifting away. Meanwhile, this one youth stayed there, and this black wolf was coming to her. Instead of him kind of getting, making distance, he, she actually kind of leaned toward this wolf. I don't know if it was curiosity, and I'll tell you what God showed me later, but it was just kind of like um, uh, 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 complacency. She just kind of leaned into him. Well, he grabbed her by the throat and took her off and started killing her, tearing her throat out. And as I watched all this unfold, I saw as he drug her off, her ear tag had the number seven. And, uh, and there, there's, there, there was something there as well. But here, here's where, where I started praying. I started saying, okay, God, so what is the deal? Well, this dream is, is for those that have been in the faith for a good while. This vision is about the Christian that has been saved for some time. But also what's happened to many of us that have been saved for a good while, you know, I'm going to be 66 this year, and, and, I'm, and, and uh, the temptation as we get older is to relax. The temptation as we get older is to say, well, I've, I've run my race. It's time that I slow down. I'll just tell you right here now, there ain't no retirement in God. As long as you got a pulse, God's got a purpose. And, um, and so this, this you that lost her life, she lost it because she got complacent to the things of the world, tolerating the evil of the day. Didn't take that hard stand against the evil that was coming to her. And that's what's happened to the church today. We've become relaxed. You know, the, this whole deal about gay marriages, this whole deal about, about uh, the... Uh, all of the crap that I never dreamed I'd see in my lifetime is about the, the world, the sin coming out of the closet, and the Christian being pushed into the closet. I'm telling you what, that's what this social distancing is. Henri and I years ago was in Fort Worth and we went to the Omni Theater and we watched this film or this video about the wildebeest. And they had a 500-mile migration from their summer pasture to the winter pasture. And uh, it was uh, incredible, uh, the, uh, the, the danger that they encountered along this 500 miles. The lions, the uh, alligators when they would cross the rivers. And I'll tell you, the, the ones that lost their lives were the ones that strayed away from the herd. The ones that were uh, segregated, so to speak. Kind of sounds like social distancing to me. The devil's all about trying to get us off by ourselves 
<laughs> the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight to 10,000. How many do you think if this church building was full, what do you think, what kind of chances does the devil have? Zero. You know, I, and, and you know, my heart has been for the pastors. You know, I mean, man, when you talk about the pressure, everything that they've been put under because, you know, trying to obey the laws of the land and be sensitive to this and all of that, you know. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm so glad Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't worry about the laws of the land. Huh? They stood up for what was right. They would not bow. They would not submit to the evil of their day. And as a result, when they were tested and tried and thrown into the fire, <laughs> it brought God in there with them. He was in there with them, just like Jesus was in the storm with the disciples, right? He's with you right now. But we got to stand up. We got to give him something to work with. You know what's happened is, is like with this dream or this vision was was it reminded me of Haggai. What happened in Haggai's ministry or in his time? You know, he was instructed with the remnant that, that, got, that when they were captured, when they came back there, God instructed them to build the temple, to rebuild it. They didn't work very long and they got discouraged. There was disinterest. discouragement and dissatisfaction. Does that sound like today? I'm telling you what, when we go out and we're trying to tell people about God, what God has to offer, you know, what the world has to offer, if it, anything good there is, it, it, it's short-lived. God is forever, eternal, with no end. Man, for the believer, this life, and I've shared this many times before, but this life for the, the believer is our hell. I mean, I'm not saying we can't enjoy life. I enjoy riding the best horse I can ride. I enjoy seeing the country. I enjoy, there's things we enjoy, but this is the worst it's ever going to be for the believer. But for those that have uh, rejected Christ, this life, this is their heaven. This is the best it'll ever be. That's a bill of sale, that, the bill of goods that the devil's trying to sell. There's a disinterest in the world today for the things of God. The pastor, they, they can only do so much. But it's up to us, the church, to, to raise up and to be infectious with the things of God. The world needs to see that we're not moved by what, what, uh, what's, being, what's going on around us. Andre and I flat do not watch the news. How do you know what to believe? Right? I mean, I read a deal about Chick-fil-A. You know, they, uh, they close their doors on Sunday, right? And, um, you know, um, there was an ice storm in the south. 
And so people were just jammed up on the highway. They, I mean, they were stuck uh, for seven hours. And so what Chick-fil-A did in that area, they, uh, they went to cook and everything. And then the workers of Chick-fil-A went out, on the, out there to them stranded travelers and started feeding the people. Some people tried to pay them. They wouldn't take no money. Some people, their cars, they were out of gas, and so they were out of heat, right? And so Chick-fil-A opened their rest, their little restaurant there and let people come in to the, sit in the booths and would just crowd in there just so they could be in the warm place. Did you ever hear that on CBN or CBS or Fox or any of this kind of stuff? You don't hear that kind of stuff. And so... Uh, Anyway, uh, we we just we don't we do not watch that because we don't believe that uh, we don't believe it's God anyway. Now, here's the other thing the Lord showed me about that dream is when that wolf grabbed that sh- that you by the throat. The reason he went after the throat is because that's where the supply, the blood supply is. That's where the voice is. See, what does Revelation twelve eleven say? says that they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. See, the devil's trying to remove the blood. The devil's trying to remove the testimony. Your testimony. He's trying to get you to question what God has done and what he is doing for you. The devil's trying to come and grab us by the throat He's trying to remove the blood. I'm telling you what, folks, the blood. Whew, I got the God bumps running all over me. Hey, Juan, come up here a minute, brother. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, God gave it to me this way. A picture of a relay race. And these, these runners, they got the baton. Remind, this reminds me of the church. You got this person running out there with the baton going around the track and he got the other one just waiting for him to come and pass the baton on for him to carry on the race, right? Well, us older ones have been in this race carrying the baton. We got the younger generation waiting for us to hand it off to them. But we got far, we got far too many Christians that have quit. They've slowed down. They've stopped. The younger generation is waiting for the handoff, and us older ones have stopped. We're not giving them anything to go with. It's not time to slow down. It's time to increase our speed. Amen? I can't tell you how many times I have opportunities to join in with unbelief talk about age. Golly, I'm just not going to do it. I tell people, I had one guy come up to me, a calf roper, and he says, he says, uh, well, you're getting older. He says, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I said, no, and he's not even a Christian, so he didn't know what I was talking about. But I says, no, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to be like uh, Joshua, Caleb. I said, I'm going to be like Caleb. Bible says he was as mighty at 80 as he was 40. Guy kind of looked at me and goes, oh, okay. Who turned walked off. <laughs> 
What did Paul say? 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. Folks, I just got to stop here. Do we have any finishers in here? Do we got some finishers in here? I've got a good friend. His wife runs these marathon races, and they ran one back east this several years ago. Uh, I don't know, the New York Marathon or something like that. And, I mean, thousands of people line up to race, you know, but not every one of them finish. But I'm going to stand before you today. Today, I am a finisher. I believe you are too. He says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have kept my faith. See, another thing God showed me was that wolf was separating that lamb or that you from the life, from her life, the blood and her throat, right? He's trying to separate us. Are you going to let him separate you from the blood of Christ? From the price that Jesus paid for you? We cannot allow difficulties, our enemies, selfish pursuits uh, to turn us aside from the call of God. The Bible says God even went so far in Haggai 1.14. The Bible says that the Lord stirred up the spirit of the people to get the work done. God stirred up the spirit. Do you need your spirit stirred up? Well, you're in a good place. I love this guy. But it's God that's got to stir you up. God will stir you up if you let him. Haggai 2.5, God says, My spirit remains among you. Do not fear. My spirit remains in you. Do not fear. See, I heard an old, this guy, he's in Texas. He's 80-something years old, but he still travels around preaches. You know what he said during this COVID thing? I've never been, I've never seen so many Christians afraid of going to heaven. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you what, if we would, if we would get ourselves to the point to where this life, yeah, we enjoy this life or anything, but man, it doesn't even compare to heaven. Man, that's where real living begins. Wow. My goodness. When a man of God stands up, those around him find courage. When a man of God stands up, those around him find courage. Colossians, the first chapter, verse 21 through 23 Uh, It tells us that Jesus cleaned us. He redeemed us. He reconciled us to present you holy, blameless, above reproach. Can you believe that, brother? 
that God sees you blameless, sees you holy, and you're above reproach. None of you are disqualified. But the next verse says, if you continue in the faith. I'll tell you what, now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to relax. Now is not the time to even uh, to slow down. I would, I can't imagine anything greater than Jesus' return and him finding me doing what he's called me to do. And every one of you have a call, a specific God plan for your life. Amen? Oh, uncleanliness is infectious. I heard this said that, you know, if I stood up on the tailgate of a pickup and Juan was standing on the ground, the odds of me pulling Juan up to the tailgate are way slimmer than him pulling me off the tailgate. Uncleanliness is infectious, while holiness is not. You realize what Hebrews 12, 14 tells us? Without holiness, you won't even see the Lord. And it's time to get to, to, to clean up. It's time to, and I, I mean, you know, we, we can think of, oh, drinking and sex and, and drugs. I mean, hey, what about unbelief? What about fear? What about uh, 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 blaming God for things the devil's doing? I can't tell you how many times I hear, you know, I don't know why God gave me cancer. Well, I kind of figured it out because he wanted me to slow down to get my attention. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, oh, man. Anyway, that one gets me every time. The presence of the Holy Spirit removes fear from the hearts of God's people. Therefore, don't fear. I went to, a, I shared this with Rod and Amy last night, I went to a, uh, they had this inmate, or they had this inmate, oh my goodness, he was a missionary. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he went, and he and his wife were uh, missionaries to Turkey. And they were there 23 years, started this church, and they, they were the church, the town is. They left that town for a couple days to go do something. Well, they came back. There was a sign on the door of the church to him and his wife saying, hey, we need to see you at the police station. So they, they'd been having troubles with their visas. So they thought it was about that. So they went. The next thing, they both were arrested put in jail for 13 days because the new president or head haunch of Turkey was trying to get rid of Christians. They let her go after 13 days. They put him in prison for two years. They put him in solitary confinement for 50 days. 
And he said, they come this close to breaking me. Because what they do, of course, in solitary confinement, he's removed from everything, everybody. They're, they're, they're. And he says, and I'll just be honest, he says, I didn't sense the presence of God. And he said, I got angry. And he said, I told God, he said, I, would, I wouldn't treat my son like this. And, um, and he said, as soon as I said it, I knew better. And so some time had passed. And he said, I finally, he said, I went back to God. He says, listen, I'm going to serve you if I spend the rest of my life here. And he said that prison cell filled up with the spirit of God. And God was there. And he, he always was there, but it's just to where he could sense him, right? See, the devil was trying to remove the blood and the word of the testimony. He was trying to isolate him. Some of you are being isolated by family members right now. Some of you are being isolated by coworkers. Some of you are feeling all alone, but God's still there. They took him back into court and they convicted him and they to two life sentences plus 35 years. And so then they said, and this was God, they said, but before we uh, put you away, uh, we got you a plane ticket to go back to the States to visit your family for the last time. <laughs> well, he thought if I ever get there, I ain't coming back. But he didn't trust them. All the while, they escorted him to the airport. Escorted him on the plane. He sat down. And the whole while, he thought, this is a bad joke. They're going to come and get, and get me, right? plane took off the plane landed in the states and he knew he, he knew he had been delivered president trump actually was the one that went to bat for him and it showed a video of him and his wife meeting with president trump at the white house and he asked president trump if he could pray for he says, oh, hey, I'm probably the, the guy that needs it the most. And so it, he knelt down next to President Trump's chair and put his hands on him. And they had this whole video, so you could hear the whole thing. And, and he went to praying for him. Man, I had to just block the tears, right? But I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, God's purpose for you right now has never been more clear. You got to stand up in faith. Don't give no ground. Don't let the devil back you in that closet. Stand up for God. Because he's darn sure standing for you. Amen. Glory. Praise the Lord. That was still mountain time. 
anyway, um, but I want to, I want to just, I just want to, uh, I'd like to just stay here just a second, just, just a little time here. And let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do here. See, because God gave me such an image of the devil grabbing believers by the throat and destroying their lives. And that is not what God has for you. We have somebody that can play a little something, some music or something here. How about you, brother? I got to try. Oh, hallelujah, Father. Well, let's get ourselves in this place of, of uh, what do you think would happen this morning? What do you think would happen if Jesus was sitting up here in a chair in this service? Do you think whatever you're going through would be too big? You think the disappointment you face is insurmountable? You think the mountain that's trying to, to bury you is bigger than what Jesus could do? He's here now. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you until the end of the age. He's here now. Father, we come to you this morning. God, we just want to thank you. Okay, first thing we got to do is, uh, this seems this message was pointed at us older believers. I think we need to make a decision this morning that we're not going to slow down. We're not going to quit. We're going to hand the baton to that next generation. We're going to be able to say, I have fought the fight. I finished the race. Amen. So if you're willing, I'd like, I'd like the older ones that have been in the faith. Just stand up where you're at. Just stand where you're at. Because I want to pray. Praise you, Lord. And I want you younger ones to notice who's standing. See, because these are the ones that's going to give you the baton. These are the ones that's going to hand off the call of God to you. And you better be ready. Right? But by them standing, they're making a declaration that they're going to finish this race. No matter what it requires. Father, I pray for each one, Father God, that's on their feet right this morning. I pray for each one. I don't care where they've been. I don't care what they're doing for right now, Father God. What I care, Father God, is a determination, Father God, to standing up in the resolution of saying that I am a finisher. I will complete the task. I will complete the call. The devil cannot stop me. The situations, the circumstance will not slow me down. This world has no pull great enough to cause me to be a quitter. So, Father, I pray for each one that's on their feet this morning. And I pray, Father God, that the walls will come down. I pray, Father God, whether it be uh, sicknesses, whether it be finance, whether it be relationship, whatever the case, Father God, is trying to hinder them. God, I command it to be gone. I command the mountains to flee. 
I command finance to flood into their, into their, uh, uh, into them, into their accounts, into their being, Father God. I pray, Father God, the power of your spirit would work in, in every one of these, Father God, that are standing on their feet this morning. Father God, I pray, God, that there'd be a tenacity buildup. There'd be the power of your spirit that would come into them and cause them to be that roaring lion. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, yeah. amen. Um, one last thing. Um, let me look here. See, what God told the people in Haggai's day. See, the problem there was the older ones, they remembered Solomon's temple when they were young. They saw the, the temple that Solomon built, and it was fabulous. And they knew what they were building couldn't compare. But you know what God told them? There's going to be more glory in the latter temple than the former. Ladies and gentlemen, you may be, uh, you may be comparing yourself to the, the men and women of old. You may be comparing yourself and saying, well, you know, really, I'm, I'm, it's nothing. I'm not really, you know, whatever. You, you're disqualifying yourself. All the while, God's saying, listen, you give me all you got. I give you all I got. There'll be more power, more glory uh, uh, coming to pass in your lives than you read about in the day of that was written. That's the God we serve. Amen. 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 Glory. One more quick question. Anybody got something you need prayed over for sickness? Sickness. Anything sickness? During the crusade, we, uh, the guy that was doing the worship, his wife had uh, kidney stones. She'd get rid of them and then come back. Get, and that, well, that was a curse of their, her dad had the same thing. Uh, the one night of the crusade, he came and he told me his name, her name's Beverly. She said, Beverly won't be here tonight. She's battling it so bad. And um, so anyway, uh, so he got done singing. He sat down. I got up to preach. And, uh, and I said, his name was Wade. I said, Wade, I need to come up here. So he comes up. And I mean, he's a Baptist uh, guy. Doesn't matter. This word works. He got up here and I said, Wade, I want you to stand in for your wife. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. We didn't know that she slipped in the back door. She was sitting in the back. So I laid my hands on him and prayed. Now that was, uh, that was in 2019, 2019. She hasn't had a kidney stone since. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.